0: to the Boxing Rant Podcast. Leave your kid gloves at
1: home. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion that's ever been. My defense is impregnable. Anybody can get
0: What up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 281 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined,
1: as always, by Vince Cummings. What up, Vin? What's going on, brother? Nice little week vacation. I have recharged my batteries with positivity, my friend.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, man. The world needs more positivity. All those freshly bleached buttholes um, <laughs> that I like to call Twitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they get a
0: little sensitive, Cam. No, oh, they are very, very sensitive. It's <laughs> like, come on, guys. Go out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Just traverse the, you know, the poisonous air out there, the COVID, and get laid, all right? Exactly. Everybody just needs to cheer up, you know what, just like we do, apparently. Yes. You guys are so negative all the time. I mean, I mean, I've never met two miserable bigots (laughs) like you guys in my life. (laughs) Meanwhile, these people are, like, face down, ass in the air, getting their rims bleached. I I just don't (laughs) get it, dude. (laughs) Oh man! But we're back. Yes, yes, indeed, we are back, and so is my Twitter handle. Did you notice that? I I saw that yesterday. I said, "Was that a mistake?" Nah, a little incognito. Ah. Um, no, I just needed a little bit of break from all the chaos and the noise. The return of the Mac. Yes, the mac is back. <laughs> um yeah, so thanks for tuning in to episode 281 of The Boxing Rant podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, uh Castbox, Podcast Addict, anywhere you can get an audio podcast and subscribe to The Boxing Rant YouTube channel. Drop by our new and improved redesigned uh website at BoxingPod.com, that's BoxingPod.com, and follow us on Twitter, at Vince Cummings 81, and at Kenny Keith Jr. All right, Vin, we got a long show here. Mm-hmm. Um, for all of you that thought you were tuning in to hear the review of the Jose Pedraza extravaganza and a review of the new graphic boards <laughs> that are dawning the, uh, the wiffle ball bubble um, at the MGM Grand I hate to break it to you there. You know, like I said before, there's 90 other fucking boxing podcasts out there that are all doing different versions of the same exact fucking show. If you want to hear about Jose Pedraza's fight, go somewhere else. We're going to talk about the big stories. Yes, let's do that. And and boxing is starting to gain some momentum. Um, All the fucking, uh, you know, the jackasses out there, right? Um, they're all popping hot for PEDs and ducking fights, so things are starting to warm up. Um, and to be honest with you, we got some um, some fight announcements on the horizon, uh, so we are picking up steam. And let's kick this thing off. Um, you know, we talk about belts and champions, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about the exaggeration that, that, that promoters use as trying to build up their fighters to be maybe more established um, than what they may be. Remember when the PBC first launched, they were They were advertising uh, uh, Mr. Guerrero as a six-time world champion, right? Yes. And, you know, the truth of the matter is he's really a two-time champion, but they were including all the belts. Well, this is no hype. This is no exaggeration. We are here to kick off episode 281 with the three-time – that's right, folks. Three-time PED drug drug cheat Jarrell Big Baby Miller. There's no exaggerating this one, Ben.
1: Wow. I mean – the, the the funniest thing about it to me is the shit that he's taking, it's, it's out of your system in 24 hours. <laughs> That's max 24 hours. It's gone. It has no half-life. Enduro ball, yeah. as it's known. what What are you, like, you are that blatantly stupid? It seems like it. I, and don't tell me you're unknowingly taking it. Like, dude, this is, come on, man. Three times. There's no unknowingly anything.
0: Look, he, he, it's, it's just like the tainted meat thing. Yeah. You know, with the clenbuterol. I mean, look, if you go on USADA's website and you look up this drug, right, as it's, I guess, technically GW1516 or Enduroball, as it's known, you know, on, on the streets. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it says there um, with the description of this drug that it has been fi- uh, found in tainted supplements, yes. Okay, so I'm sure Terrell <laughs> and his team are like, "Oh, look, see, it was probably in that Gatorade I drank." <laughs> <laughs> we still using the powdered Gatorade, <laughs> nah, them gummies, son. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, 24 hours, man. He, I mean, literally, he's popping them like Tic Tacs.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't get it, and and it, it it brings to light a lot of like, okay, it makes a lot of sense, like why this this large human. Like, seriously, frame and build-wise, the biggest heavyweight I've ever seen. Oh, he's massive. And he was able to throw as many punches as he was and keep that pace going. Now, he didn't hit very hard. So he's not using steroids that will get you sh- these aren't steroids, like as everybody views a steroid that makes you bigger and stronger and faster. These this is to
0: push yourself harder and longer without getting tired.
1: Exactly. It it it's it it works kind of like an EPO. It's like these are cycling steroids. These are Lance Armstrong supplements. It's it's uh I've heard it called exercise and a pill. Yeah it's th- it's, it's just it's it's exercise and a pill is what it is. And it makes a lot of sense. And, and it points to what he's been able to do with his career and how he handles and approaches fights. And it's like, dude, you, you know, it's it, everything's right there. It's right in front of your face. There's no hiding from this. The guy is just... I, I, at what point... I mean, I, I'm sure he's only going to be off 8, 10 months and, and we're going to hear him getting, you know, being in talks for another fucking fight with somebody. The sport of boxing just has no shame like they, this the WBC clean boxing program and drug testing all these fighters and it's it's such a load of shit man it is such a load of shit there's I, a
0: desperation for quality heavyweights yeah amongst all the promoters
1: and and there's a desperation amongst all athletes still to be the best and and sometimes to be the best you got to go that extra mile whether that's cheating or not there's the old saying if you ain't cheating you ain't trying well you know and the thing is with with PEDs it's no different than
0: I mean, it's a different chemical addiction, right? It's a, it, it's a different physical addiction, but it's no different in the sense of you, you can become obsessed and addicted with what you get out of it just in the same way that people are addicted to booze and addicted to pills and addicted to cigarettes and coffee and and, and ice cream or, like, you know,
1: whatever it is. I, I can point to exactly – I mean, it's 100% addictive. I can tell you from personal experience – when you go to the gym and you're on steroids and you get that pump, you look in the mirror and you go, oh, yeah, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I am swole right now. I like this. Yeah. And you, it honestly becomes a problem when you walk by a mirror and you're like, Pah, <laughs> "Right, check that shit <clears> out.
0: <throat> Dude, it's the same thing after I get done crushing a half gallon of mint chocolate chip ice cream. I go up to the mirror and I'm like. Jiggle, <laughs> jiggle, and I just take my, my 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 titty flap, and I'm just like, "Ooh, check that out! Ooh, check that out! Give me some more of that saturated fat, son." Um, <clears throat> yeah, so this is a pattern for him. Uh, you know, it goes all the way back to 2014 um, when he took another, a different, but another stimulant slash energy booster. Yeah, um, uh, methylhexamine, uh, whatever. Yeah. It ends with a mean, so he probably puffed it up his nose and got real hype. (laughs) Um, And then, obviously, you know, um, his most famous, um, I guess, uh, as as the kids say, dropping of the bag um, happened uh, uh, prior to the Anthony Joshua fight. That then actually became even uh, the after effect, the ripple effect of him pissing hot for GW fifteen sixteen HGH. And EPO prior to that <laughs> Anthony Joshua fight, the ripple effect not only did he lose eight million dollars and not get that fight anymore, right. but then Andy Ruiz changed the course of heavyweight boxing. <laughs> right? So Andy Ruiz became a you know, made fifteen, twenty million dollars yeah. because of a failed drug test by <laughs> Jarrell Miller. I wonder what the impacts will be on the economy this time,
1: Dave. <laughs> you know? Well, I know I heard this past week that now Eddie Hearn is like I guess he gave Jarrell Miller an advance in, in ahead of the Joshua fight for training camp and all that. So Eddie Hearns trying to get that back. It's like, dude, Eddie, that money's gone. I don't know what's in the contracts. I don't know where you where you legally stand yeah. on getting that money back, but good luck to you, sir. Yeah,
0: yeah I hope I hope uh, you had Jarrell sign something for that loan. <laughs> you know, you didn't just like give him your credit card. No. Um, yeah, look, man, this is a pattern with this guy you know it's it's not unlike the you know the famous um uh you know hearings on Capitol Hill when Raphael Palmero sits there and says, "I've never taken a I've steroid never
1: taken a steroid in my I, life <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> and then three weeks later or whatever it was uh what was it the Mitchell report? I feel like it was a couple like hours later, <laughs> yeah right you know look man uh, it's 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 a pattern with these guys, and very few of them come completely clean yeah you know I think what um Mark McGuire and A-Rod might be the only two that have, like, come clean. Right. And guess what? Their lives have been able to move on. Mark McGuire's even allowed back in baseball yeah. because of that, right? Right. Meanwhile, you got the likes of the you know, the Roger Clemens and, yeah.
1: like, these guys are like, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm dying on this hill, son. Dude, everybody took it. It's okay, Roger. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. We still think you're a beast.
0: Let me tell you something. I have met Roger Clemens, Yeah, and you think Jarrell Miller's big? He may be 300 pounds. I swear to you, I've seen some enormous human beings in my lifetime, and Roger Clemens, shoulder-to-shoulder width, yeah. has one of the biggest uh, like chest-shoulder regions I've ever seen in a human being. He was peak steroids when, uh, when I met him. Was that Toronto Blue Jays, Clemens? Uh, I th- no, I think it was Houston Astros. Was it? Yeah, I mean, he was massive massive
1: an already huge human being it's just right. it's just like McGuire you, you could you point to it like there was a point in his career where the numbers started to dip and then the numbers went way up exactly <laughs> um look and look and then there's cases like Mark McGuire whose career was over
0: because of back injuries and started taking steroids to become healthy right. and then became addicted to the results yep you know yep um, but, Jarrell, uh, you know, here's the thing. Like, it's just like in society today. Everything's got to change. Everybody's got to be canceled. Everybody needs to be banned for life. Here's how I feel about this. This, I, It's almost cut from the same sort of psychology of um, ain't no white white boy going to beat me, Devin Haney comments. Right. Like how I felt that that wasn't racist. Right. Like that was just real talk. Right. Right? Like that's just the way he felt. So if, I, I didn't didn't. If, if, I,
1: if I was a black man, I'd probably say ain't no white boy beat me either.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Um, But, you know, I kind of like get like the, you know, when it comes to this Jarrell Miller suspension, I'm like, you can sit here and get on your high horse if you want to. Boxing is nowhere near organized enough to ban anybody from boxing again for life. So stop
1: it. One organization will ban him one 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 country might ban him yeah. but he'll be fighting somewhere. In the
0: US he'll be ban- he'll he'll be suspended in Las Vegas so he'll go fight in California. Exactly. You know? Like, like, like so stop, okay? He'll disappear for a little while. This will die down. You haven't heard shit or an official statement from Top Rank yet. No. They're not going to come out and fry this guy. Guess why? Because they need quality heavyweights. Yeah. They're trying to build their stable. And this guy is still in the age range and the talent range and the personality range that if he can ever stop doing the steroids, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And maybe get down to a reasonable weight where he doesn't need to be a 300-pound killer jacked up on fucking, you know, on antihistamines, you know? (laughs) Right. Like, get down to 265 pounds, and maybe he can have a career. There's still something left in the tank for this guy. I get it. I get it. In a a perfect, ideal world where boxing is organized and decisions are being made based off of the moral authority of Twitter, right? (laughs) Right. All the bleached buttholes get a say, (laughs) you know. That's fine, but he's not going to get suspended for life. So stop. Who's going to suspend for life?
1: Nobody. There's not. You're not going to find anybody. It'll be a year suspension. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Suspension. Yeah. Suspension. It'll it'll be retroactive and uh, be all. It's like it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. As soon as they can get him back in the ring, they will get him in the ring.
0: Yes. Look, if this was how many times is John Jones going to piss hot? And then if and and then as soon as the, uh, you, you know the UFC can get him clean for 1 second yeah. they're
1: going to throw him in the ring. Guess why? Because they need him. And I you know there's this what's it's never like the sports never ever going to change when it comes to steroids and I think they're honestly I think there's a lot more of these guys that take whether it be a steroid or or a sarm or a whatever it is. There's a lot more of it going on than anybody could even imagine. I, look, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know, but I, I, I can I can pretty much say safely that they're, they're half the fucking sport is doing something. It's, it's too easy to get away with it. When you can get away with it, when you can get away with cheating, you're going to cheat. Yeah. These people are – you're talking about competitors right. that hate losing. The only way you get to that point – in any sport as you are such a competitor you hate losing so much that you outwork everybody and that doesn't necessarily mean you know clean cleanly outworking it could be outsmarting it could be taking advantage of whatever supplement or steroid or whatever you can take to get to the next level that's what these guys do and until somebody fucking is seriously hurt or dies or something along those lines it will never change it's not going to no No. Three people died in the sport last year, Ken. Nothing happened. (laughs) Name me a sport where, like, if three people died in the NFL in this next season, that might be it. Oh, they'd be playing flag football. It'd be done. (laughs) So I always say this. Be careful, boxing fans. Like, don't come out of your niche, because if you come out of your niche, it's not going to exist. Yeah. You get enough eyes on it, and people are going to be like, what is this barbaric shit that we still do? Yeah. Oh, we still hit people in the head hundreds of times?
0: Oh, folks, you think it's going to stop with the change of the name, the Redskins, from an NFL football team? Is just the beginning. Yeah, they're P- coming for everything. They're coming for it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. Okay, Jarrell Miller. Um, you, you know, maybe uh, you know, third time's a charm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, if I'm a betting man, uh, which I have been known to do from time to time. Boxing's not my sport that I bet on. I'm more of an NFL guy. Uh-huh. Um, but I would wager. I would wager it's probably pretty damn close to even money that he's going to piss out again. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're a you're a complete idiot of a sports book if you don't have it at that. All right. So we're going
0: to go from um, you know, a guy that's just addicted to um, you know, uh PEDs to performance enhancing to a guy that's just addicted to being a dipshit. <laughs> um and Billy Joe Saunders oh, I thought we were going to talk about me Ken No no Vin you talk about yourself enough on <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> on uh, in the land of the bleach buttholes <laughs> Oh man that is a great a great line it really is. <laughs> it is It is it is perfect it's perfect Twitter what a fucking horrible place to be <laughs> It is man Oh man unfortunately uh this is where our show exists Yeah we are the we are the podcast of boxing Twitter, unfortunately. But at least we're the ones bleaching the buttholes now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, um, let's get to the guy who uh, uh, most famously wore a pumpkin dick leotard. Go say he's on a perf- Halloween.
1: He's the perfect segue from bleach buttholes.
0: <laughs> yes, um, Billy Joe Saunders, man. Uh, I mean, he's just one of the most interesting characters in this, in, in, in boxing. To yeah. me, to me, you know, again, guy, you know, the righteousness of, 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 of some in boxing talking about like how oh, how dare you guys continuously prop up the behavior of Adrian Broner. Well, I like to consider, I like to put Billy Joe Saunders very much in the same category as Adrian Broner. Yes, I love these guys. Yes. Um, I think they're vastly overrated fighters, which yes. also adds to the just the whole story. Yes, but Billy Joe Saunders is one of the great clowns in in the in
1: modern boxing. Uh, dude, this this like most recent two year run that he's been on from you know having the Andre fight lined up, testing positive, uh, going away for a year, coming back at a higher weight class, looking like absolute shit in all of his fights. I mean, I, I like the fact that this guy is where he is in his career, and had the opportunity in front of him that he has with a Canelo Alvarez fight, and is told he needs to take a little bit less money. I guess he had a guarantee for Eddie Hearn if he gets this, if he were to get this fight, his minimum was eight million. Sure. So he's going to have to take a little less. What do you think, Billy Joe Saunders' biggest payday was? Um. I don't know, man. Probably the Andy Lee fight. I would imagine he probably made like $2 million for that. He was set to make $2.3 million against Andre. He did not. Uh, what was the Andy Lee purse? The Andy Lee purse was, was a little over a million. was wasn't he wasn't even that big because they both got paid pretty equally uh-huh. in that fight. So he's saying, now I'm not ready for the Canelo fight, Ken. Ten weeks isn't enough time. Ten weeks isn't enough time, and I'm not taking short money. So now he wants a tune-up and he wants to fight Andre. You are you telling me, Billy Joe, that that tune-up and that Andre fight is going to get you more money than the Canelo fight? No. I mean, give me a fucking break, dude. You might make a million between the two. I was gonna say you're not getting 2.3 for that Andre fight now. No, uh, not that now. Was, that was the start of DeZone when they were throwing around money like it was nobody's business. They're not doing that anymore. No, and especially not in, in the climate that we're in right now for these big fights. Dezone's limping back into the game. What this? What his decision tells me, and based on the last two years of this fucking just merry-go-round of a career, uh, dude, you don't the. You just told everybody the only reason you were taking the Canelo Alvarez fight was to get paid. You you don't think you can win? You you if you thought you could win, or you thought you could even compete, why wouldn't you take the short money? How do you know it doesn't turn into a rematch? How do you know you don't lose a close fight and people come out of that saying, "Man, Billy Joe Saunders is elite," and it, and it leads to another big payday? Like. The the amount of money that this guy is walking away from, I don't care if it's short money for the Canelo fight. It's more money than you're going to make anywhere else. Who is pulling the financial? Like, who is this guy's advisor? He 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 can't have somebody sane advising him right now. No, I don't think. It does he doesn't strike me as
0: the kind of guy that would withhold the services? No, of of uh, an advisor. I mean, look, just his his comments on this just tell you. That it's not it's not all about the money. Okay, he says if they think they're going to cut my money and cut me short, that's not going to happen. Considering he uh, Canelo's getting thirty five million, they come to me for a pay cut in se- September. They want to get short notice and a pay cut. Um, I'm sitting. Okay, hold on. Now it's short notice. Let me do the math on this. It's July fifth when we're recording this show. Yeah. So basically. The middle of September is when the fight would happen. So you have 10 weeks and you're calling this short notice now. What other excuses do you have, Billy?
1: Even take it even a step further and go, this fight was already lined up for May. (laughs) It was already lined up for May. So you were already in a, a, a training camp when this entire coronavirus nonsense started to kick in, right? You should have already been working towards that date. You you know it's still a possibility. Like you know it's still on the table. Nobody took that off the table from yeah.
0: you. From what I understand, Canelo's thirty five million. He was asked to take a pay cut as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah. so this is total horseshit. Yes, it's 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 absolute garbage. And even if the ten weeks is short, it makes you think uh, for one. Uh, what does he need more than 10 weeks for? Does he need to run a cycle real quick? Of course he does. So that's one thing that comes to mind because mm-hmm. he's tested positive for nasal spray, as old Frank the Tank told us. After- <laughs> nasal spray. <laughs> okay, Frank, nasal spray. Sure. <laughs> we got you, buddy. Um, y- y- you had to fight in May. Okay? You get you. you go into fucking quarantine. I don't want to hear, like, I always hear this excuse now because of this quarantine that boxers don't have the ability to make it to the gym and train. Um, I have I have a heavy bag. I have a double end bag. I used to have a speed bag. It's not that hard to do
0: a boxing workout. He's talking out of both sides of his mouth, though. Because a few weeks ago it was reported that he's training with Josh Taylor. And Josh Taylor's been in camp for how many weeks? All these
1: guys have been sparring. There's been sparring going on. They're, they're, they're Bending and breaking rules everywhere to get work in. If you wanted to do it, you could do it. If he really thought he had a chance to win and he wasn't looking to cash out and probably you, he would get that $8 million payday, I guarantee you, unless he won, which he, I don't think he has a fucking chance in hell of doing, he would go away for a year or two. And until he spent more than he should have, we won't see him again until he wants to come back and get another paycheck. That is fucking Billy Joe Saunders, Period.
0: Yeah, and 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 you know I don't know why he has not mentioned Triple G's name. I guess he still doesn't want that. Maybe, but maybe it also has to do with the fact Eddie Hearns probably told him, "Listen, G's doing his his Saris meta mandatory." Right. And then we we we've got things lined up with a Canelo fight. Yeah, so, so it's probably not realistic for that anyway. He can't
1: make 160 in this country without his uh, oxylafreen no, no. or whatever the fuck it however you pronounce it. No,
0: there's 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 absolutely no chance. There's no chance. Um I don't know, man. I mean, to me, this is just a continued saga of Billy Joe Saunders, who's getting older. Um, He's not becoming any less interesting. I mean, he he can't keep his mouth shut. And now he's back to Twitter, um, beefing with Chris (laughs) Eubank Jr., which is fantastic.
1: That video he posted, that domestic abuse video. He (laughs) is so stupid, man. (laughs) He is so stupid.
0: He really is. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, 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 you know, Eubank, Billy Joe Saunders. I think those two should just, you know, just fight each other for the rest of their careers. I'll put them in a bare knuckle fight. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, I just want to see their like the lead up to the fights.
1: You know, the fights themselves would. We know how they'd go. That that could that could give you, get you a tinge of a uh, Frotch grows too in that lead up. Those two crazy motherfuckers. I don't know if you Bank and Saunders are smart enough. <laughs>
0: you they know, might, they might be dumb. Enough, it'd be though. like it'd be like two boxes of rocks like yelling at each other. <laughs> and the guy with a lisp in the background. Oh, jeez. <laughs> in high heel boots and a bow tie. Um, <clears throat> all right, so let's go from one gypsy to another. How about that? Let's do it. Um, some good news. Some some uh, some intriguing news. Allegiant Stadium uh, in Las Vegas is going to be the new home of the Las Vegas Raiders. And everybody has speculated that this is going to be the home of the biggest fights in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, great venue. You can pretty much fight year round, uh, except for, you know, I don't know, maybe a month or two. But um, this is being speculated. Uh, Bob Arum, I know Bob talks a lot. He's also said this is going to happen in 10 different countries. But it looks like December 19th. 2020 has been uh, reserved at the new Raiders stadium for the final installment of Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder for the ring and WBC heavyweight championship of the world. Does this get your uh, warm and fuzzies a little bit? Uh, Has there been enough time gone by to soothe the insanity that has come from uh, Camp Wilder?
1: That shit. Or are you
0: waiting for the autopsy to get back?
1: (laughs) That, That shit. I cannot believe that shit is still going on, man. like we're, we're how, how far removed are we from that? uh four or five months now, and we're still talking about gl- here's the fucking thing that drives me nuts, all right? If we have to put gate after one more fucking thing, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I don't think people understand w- like Watergate they didn't add gate to the end. It was a hotel in washington d c <laughs> it's it still called is it's called the Watergate Hotel. But now everything. We got fucking uh, Glove Gate. We got, you know, whatever. What was the Patriots fucking. Uh, Inflate Gate? Yeah, Inflate Gate. Stop with the Gates. Why didn't they call the whole uh, John Wayne Bobbitt thing Dick Gate? <laughs> <laughs> that's one I could get behind. I'll take that one. <laughs> but you, know, like, just enough with the Gates, all right? It's not a Gate, okay? But it, the fact that that's still going on right now, I mean, give me a fucking break, dude. And. Look, I, I think it's awesome. It, my problem with them announcing it, being in that stadium is, are they going to be able to fill that place? No, I don't think so.
0: I think it's big enough to where they're, like people that come in groups, you know what I mean, will right. be able to sit together. But, yeah, I think they could probably sell forty thousand tickets. Yeah, uh, dude. Even if they sold twenty thousand tickets, I think it would still be enough to cover everything. Right, along
1: with pay per view buys. I just don't want to. I, I don't want to see the first <clears throat> event be there. Be like, yeah, boxing uh, uh, overshot its fucking bounds here. Like we don't even have this place half full.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, look. So it's either they take a 65,000 seat stadium, mm-hmm. right? And they put 25 or 30,000 in there and they make the money they need to make this fight happen. And it looks kind of weird, right? Or they have it in an appropriately sized venue for this fight in a 20,000 seat arena. That's only filled to thirty, <laughs> forty thousand. 40,000. You know, Bob's like, 5,000 tickets in an arena, or we get better optics having this thing outside. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. Look, I'm looking forward to it, and I've been waiting for that stadium to open just for that reason, just to see what a big fight will look like there and to hopefully get there one day myself for a fight. So, yeah, I'm fucking pumped for it. And and I honestly, like, I know everybody has dismissed uh, Wilder after that second fight. Uh, I am not that guy. I'm not dismissing Deontay Wilder at all. Tyson Fury fought the fight of his life that night yeah can he put on that performance again you don't just step up to the plate and hit a fucking home run every time dude that's not how it works in boxing i do i
0: don't know about you i foul some shit
1: off (laughs) you know every morning i wake up and
0: drop a mean deuce it is a mic drop (laughs) moment (laughs) each time okay um (laughs) it's not the type of dingers i was talking about ken (laughs) oh man Look, man, <clears throat> there's too much uncertainty to just go all out, and there's got to be a little bit of, of pessimism yeah. in every announcement until it actually happens, exactly. right? Because we're seeing what we're getting right now on ESPN, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's hot garbage. I, I, that's great that a bunch of B and C level fighters and a bunch of like B and C level prospects are putting on great competitive – jaunts.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say for him is, at least it has gotten competitive lately. Yeah,
0: but no. Still, nobody's watching. Nobody no, cares. No. Okay. People get down for the big fights. This is a big fight. People will get down for this. Yes. Right. Um. But I'll believe it when I see it. I hope it happens. I mean, this all sounds great. Sounds like you got a plan. Sounds like you got enough time, um, to put this plan together and mm-hmm. and you know, and and get it in action. Um. Look. Maybe they'll have a better idea of how this thing's going to look when, when, when and if the NFL season starts because this fight would take place two days after, I believe. I think it's a Thursday night game yeah. at this stadium for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight would take place two days later. So the NFL would have some protocols for having limited fans. Right. And they could just piggyback right off of that, right? Yep, yep. So uh, we'll wait and see. On the same subject matter, though, it wouldn't be right to discuss – you know, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, if you didn't bring up the guy that they've been ducking <laughs> seemingly for years, right? This is a, a situation that's been going on for, what, five, ten years now? No, it's been going on for now that it's July. It's now been a year since Dillian White has been named the WBC yes heavyweight mandatory right he officially officially a lot of people think it was like eight hundred days ago or whatever they know it is not no 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 the WBC did not mandate it until about three hundred and sixty five days ago but Dillian White has decided to go ahead and sue him anyways <laughs> right even though there has been there's a pandemic going on right and you cannot like the WBC could just look at him and be like. How are we supposed to make this fight happen?
1: Suing them based on what?
0: What, what, what are you- For being dipshits? Yeah, wh- I don't even, like- If you could sue the WBC for being the dipshit, the greedy bastards that they are,
1: you could sue everybody. I don't, like- I could sue my boss. <laughs> I could sue everybody. I, I just don't, like, how does that even work? How do you go about suing the WBC? <laughs> Who uh, like? The... He's going to fly to Mexico and enter a lawsuit. The legal
0: system in Mexico is a little twisted. Yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you know what I found really funny? You know, look, the lawsuit is is a big. It's a big joke to me. It's a PR stunt. Yeah, by Dillian White, he's trying to, you know, trying to put on some kind of public relations pressure <sighs> on 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 Tyson Fury and the frustration of him holding the WBC belt and having you know and and basically having the next two years of his career lined out to him. Mm-hmm. Right? But the funniest thing I saw about Dillian White, right? among uh, like he's he's trying to launch this p r battle against the w b c is i I saw a video he posted on his instagram account right in the time and the age of social distancing and masks and all this stuff he's with his boys on a boardwalk, clearly at a beach somewhere in the u k none of them are wearing shoes much less masks right. <laughs> and they 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 seem I, i'm not you know whatever maybe they were intoxicated maybe they weren't maybe they were just having so much fun it looked that way but they found an arcade that had one of those punching bag meters on it yeah right so they're all taking turns hitting this meanwhile dillian white's watching all of his boys hitting it while he's eating a fucking super-sized ice cream cone <laughs> <laughs> right and then like you click through the timeline a little bit and it like shows him back in the gym it's like dillian come on man Come on, man. You're walking down the boardwalk eating ice cream cones. You ain't worried about no WBC (laughs) mandatory. No, You know, I'm sitting here like, okay, how many things can go wrong? He's on a wooden boardwalk barefoot, punching a machine where he could easily get hurt, right? (laughs) Eating an ice cream cone. Right. Dead dead serious about this fight, though. I mean, look, I don't care. I'd be doing the same shit if I I was there. If I was there with him, I'd have been in on it, too, eating ice cream cones. (laughs) So I'm not hating on the guy. No,
1: but he's not serious. I'll tell you what's funny (laughs) is the first... How many guys have we talked about now? This five guys, including Dillian White, on this show so far? Yeah. Four of them. Four of them all tested positive at one <laughs> point in their career. Four out of those five. Only Deontay Wilder has not. So that's what when I say 50% of the sport, I mean like it's probably more than that. <laughs> yeah, It's probably 80%.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, at least we're 80% so far on the show. Yes. I'm, I'm looking at the rest of this rundown here. No, I think we're clean. I think we're clean from yeah. here on out. Okay. Um, yeah, so Dillian White, have fun, suing and Mauricio Solomont. <laughs> see if you get invited to the WBC convention in yeah. Cancun.
1: See if he mandates any fights for you, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oh, man. But hey, look, the transitions here are just lining up fantastically. This is what happens when you write a rundown. In advance of the show and not five minutes before you're about to start it. Let's keep it with the WBC. Let's do it. Normally, I would have these fights separated with a line in between them, but they're all bunched together. Guess why? Because they're all for a version (laughs) of the WBC lightweight belt. Um, September 19th, 2020. Um... This is all, just
1: remember before we start now, this is all Vasily Lomachenko's fault for taking the franchise franchise belt and ducking
0: everybody. Yes. Okay. It's his fault. His fault. Uh, We got that out of the way. Yes. Uh, We got to preface that. September 19th, Vasily Lomachenko versus Tiafimo Lopez uh, for the WBO, WBA, and IBF, and WBC (laughs) franchise, uh, lightweight unification, apparently- Tiafimo's asthma has improved. Oh, okay. So he's, he can go ahead and go through with the fight. Okay. Um, so that's on the table, right? Yep. Then, for the WBC Diamond lightweight title, Javier Fortuna has backed out of his mandatory for the WBC Interim lightweight title <laughs> against Luke Campbell. Uh-huh, folks, I'm just putting the puzzles, the a piece of the puzzle together for you. And he has decided to take on Jorge Linares, um, uh, an opportunity for Fortuna to take on somebody who is going to be 35 for the fight, uh, a little bit chinny. And then so now Luke Campbell will get a chance to fight for the WBC interim lightweight title. And his fight has been uh, mandated uh. to take place against Ryan Garcia. And let me just put it to you like this. I love Ryan Garcia. All right. We've had an opportunity to have Ryan Garcia on the show before. Um. And I'm going to tell you right now, Ryan Garcia is, is just right now, there's not enough money to equal his um, uh, valuation assessment of his Instagram followers and his social media followers. So here's the story, folks. All right. All of you out there are saying, like, well, whatever happened to the Jorge Linares fight? What, you know, whatever happened to this fight? Whatever happened to this fight? So he signed the, the most lucrative contract for a prospect in boxing history, details which we don't know what the details of that are. Couldn't have been very lucrative. He demanded that he needed a $2 million minimum to fight Jorge Linares. He has not had a significant fight in his career. Right. He has built up no equity outside of Instagram followers. And is saying he needs $2 million to take that fight. Here's the thing. If I'm 21, 22 years old, I'm one of the elite prospects in the game. And I have the opportunity... To fight against a fucking glass jaw master boxer yeah. with, with a name who used to be the undisputed lightweight champion of the world, and I would take that fight for a half a million dollars, knock the old man out, and now I got st- boxing status to go along with my Insta- uh, Instagram influencer status,
1: right? You, you knock out Jorge Linares, and whether you, you know wherever you place Jorge Linares as a fight fan, he's still a legit. Uh, elite fighter uh, you know obviously on the downside of his career but you win that fight at whatever you were getting paid say 500k like you said now your value is 2 million now you hold that value for your next fight but my understanding is he could have had the fight for a million so so yeah i, I don't understand like these guys and uh, it's not the time for any like, especially in boxing, I'm never going to tell anybody what to do with their money or how much money they should or shouldn't make. But where we stand right now, if you are getting offered that type of money, which at this point in your career would be a career high payday yep. in these times, and you're not taking it because you think you're worth double that, yep, no, that's fucking retarded, man. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing? These guys have some of I, like, it's not the time to play chicken and see, like, oh, well, I guess we'll have to fold and give Ryan his $2 million. If If we weren't where we are right now, that might be a smart move. Maybe you could get away with it. It worked last time and got you the most lucrative contract a prospect, a prospect has ever gotten. It's not going to work right now. Look,
0: he's talking to the wrong person here in Oscar De La Hoya. I get it. Oscar De La Hoya has made... And I, it's endless. It's a litany of PR mistakes over the last, you know, since he retired. Okay. Over and over and over again. Since he was like 28
1: probably. Okay.
0: Exactly. So it goes back uh, decades, right? Here's the problem though, when you're having this kind of a conversation with your promoter about saying that, well, if you, if you want me to, so Ryan Garcia's perspective is this. He wants his value for, for his social media following, right? But he also thinks that if that in his mind, if he takes a serious fight, he should be paid serious money for it. Yeah. And, and when you say that to a guy, an Oscar de La Jolla, who had five championship fights in one year, yes. right? And a guy that did it. In a calculated way, he did not—this was not an escalated pay scale that Oscar De La Hoya did this on. No. One fight was worth this. The next fight was worth that. It was all building for the long game. And what the long game paid for Oscar De La Hoya. Yes, did his eggs get scrambled and his decision-making and his uh, addiction, his disease of addiction. Has that all sort of compounded uh, issues for Oscar De La Hoya? It has. But he also bought an MLS team for $15 million that's been valuated at $150 million. Mm -hmm. He owns multiple businesses and is worth a shit ton of money. And the way you do that is you capitalize off of your two God-given abilities, and that is elite athleticism and boyish good looks. And Ryan Garcia has both of those, but he wants it now. And here's the thing. His behavior on this and his stance on this – is really set himself up for the worst matchup out of all of these. Yeah. Okay? Because Luke Campbell is a problem for Ryan Garcia. Here's why. Luke Campbell has serious amateur pedigree. This is an Olympic gold medalist who is big, who is long, and who is sturdy. Okay? Ryan Garcia fights with quickness, and he fights on short, short, abrupt power. Mm Right? Right? Getting inside on a guy like Luke Campbell could be very tedious for him. Ryan Garcia backs straight wasn't, up. It wasn't easy for Lomachenko early. No, it wasn't. And and Ryan Garcia does not have the footwork no. that that a fucking four hundred and fifty fight experienced, you know, yeah. fighter like 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 Lomachenko's, this is a bad matchup for him. But here's the thing, folks. You got to get this through your heads. I know a lot of you understand this. If the WBC mandates something, that does not mean it's going to happen. No. If the money is not what Ryan Garcia wants for this fight, he's not taking it. You know why? Because if he takes short money,
1: he could also take a big fat L. Yeah, and once he's he's teetering on that fine line with with the way that he's handling and approaching all all of these situations, the first time he loses, he is going to get that reaction from fans that is like, Yep, hype job. <laughs> Knew it. It was only a matter of time before he got knocked out. And I wonder, like, where his psyche is as a fighter, how he handles his first loss, how he comes back from that. Because I look, you said Luke Campbell was an Olympic gold medalist. Ryan Garcia didn't make the Olympic team in this country. And it wasn't like it was a stacked fucking team. No. Okay? So there's like I, I and Campbell's a big lightweight. Yeah, he's big, he's long. I I think that's like, you know, that's all wrong for what Garcia is as a fighter right now. And and Campbell will be smart and, and not take any chances. No chance. He'll have no problem just boxing his way to a victory against a kid that's never been in the ring as a professional with anybody near the boxing ability of Luke Campbell. Not Francisco Fonseca. No. Not Romero Duno. No. These guys were tough guys that, he, that walked to him and got stopped. Luke Campbell will not do that. No. No. Look, man. Go
0: back and watch like like people are like who who's this Luke Campbell guy like all of Brian Garcia's groupies are like who's this Luke Campbell guy go watch the Jorge Linares fight go watch the Lomachenko fight right just go
1: watch his whole career like Campbell is a legit top three lightweight in the world like I get like some people will immediately point to well his biggest win is 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 his. Uh Yvonne Mendy win. That's okay. not what we're talking about. It doesn't matter. He's been in the ring with the best fighters in the world at that weight, he's, he's and very and shown that he clearly belongs at that level. Ryan Garcia has not. No,
0: and that's what everybody just wants to see. You know, all fans of Ryan Garcia. But you know, whether look, you could be a fan and a critic. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I really like about Ryan Garcia is, you know, when we interviewed him in Las Vegas, like he's sitting right across from us. You know, <laughs> we're we're basically 20 years older than the kid. Yeah. Right? And it's very easy to take that get off my lawn. Oh, yeah. You know, perspective when you first meet a guy that comes off to be so brash as as him and is so like, you know, confident in himself, but I'm telling you right now, the thing that I was most impressed with him about was how unbelievably fearless he looks in his eyes like he does not strike me as a kind of guy that is going to be like ducking a fight you know what i mean like believe it or not good looks aside he kind of has the attitude of a guy that you would want on your side in a street fight
1: that's what that's what he at least brought to the table with him when we interviewed him for sure yeah for sure Maybe it's because we just kind of look like scrubs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm, I just thought it was like another thing that was really funny about that interview was, and we interviewed a lot of people during those two days, nobody else showed up like he showed up. My boy had his fucking get-up on. Mm-hmm. He had that, that track suit with that nice little jacket. Mm-hmm. He had a, a manager, mom, dad. A photographer. Photographer, film crew. Mm-hmm. All He had a fucking entourage around it. When they came to the table... We got camera, we got video cameras, and cameras pointed at us. I am like, hey, "What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> we're we're just a basement pod. We're, we're just Wayne's World. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're the Wayne's World of Boxing Podcast." <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, but it it points to like. A lot of where that kid has gotten in his career is because he's doing shit like that. Yeah, sure. And he's constantly promoting himself. I'm not hating the game. No, fuck I, no. But you got to remember, at some point, you got a box. Yeah, and you got to prove it. You don't just get it based on you know popularity. It's not a popularity contest. It is to a certain extent, but you have to prove it in the ring. Yeah. So yeah, come on, dude.
0: Le- okay, let me put it, uh, put it to you like this. All right, Lomachenko versus Lopez, Jorge Linares versus Javier Fortuna. Luke Campbell versus Ryan Garcia. Great
1: fights. Love all of these. Now, every single one of those fights, like the, the And so does the WBC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why doesn't the WBC do this in the middleweight division? Uh, Where well, are all these belts in the middleweight division? I
0: think they're just like, dude, the WBA has been
1: doing this for years, and Mauricio's like, what the fuck? Man? I'd like to see him like do this with Jamal Charlo and somebody and like make some of the you know. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure, Vin. Mandates, Ken.
0: <laughs> yeah, mandates. Yeah, they mandate you make the checkout to Mauricio Suleiman. <laughs> right?
1: That's pretty much what it fucking means. <laughs> that, yes. That's the mandate.
0: Um, and uh, we have another fight announcement. Um, since Ryan Garcia decided to not fight Jorge Linares, D'Zone and Golden Boy have decided to come back on July 24th with a really good step up fight, in my opinion, for an elite welterweight talent, man. Um, I think maybe the future, one of the futures of the sport, uh, Virgil Ortiz versus Samuel
1: Vargas. Yeah. Uh, Dude, the fact that Golden Boy has kind of uh, put all of their eggs in the Ryan Garcia basket, and and they've promoted this kid, but not nearly the same way that they've promoted Ryan Garcia. What What a major, major mistake, because he's the future. Virgil Ortiz is the future of Golden Boy boxing. And right now... As far as young fighters go, whether they're prospects or or one, or have a belt or this or that, dude, I I, I honestly think Virgil Ortiz and Jaron Ennis right now are the two most talented young fighters in the sport. Golden Boy also has another guy in Rashidi Ellis that they don't do shit with either. These guys, like, you got to push these guys that are clearly the talent is there. Virgil Ortiz is, uh, dude, next fucking level shit this kid does and he's smart in the ring he's not just a a brawler he comes with a technical ability and 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 not just coming in winging shots and it's this guy's fucking legit so the fact that it's taken golden boy this long to be like oh yeah hey we got this other guy over here that that is probably by far the more polished fighter let's uh let's a little bit behind this guy because he's our he's our long term insurance policy. Ryan Garcia might get us a few quick checks. This guy's going to get us checks for the next twelve years.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that that was one noticeable thing about uh, being at the Canelo fight was that there was really they were, you know. Going around like trying to get people to interview Virgil Ortiz. Yeah, you know. Yep. And the Ryan Garcia show. I mean, like everybody. You said,
1: want, everybody wanted Ryan because you know you put that name on, you're getting them clicks.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's people following Ryan Garcia with big, like, peacock fans, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fe- like, feeding him grapes. <laughs> a lady pops up from underneath the podcast table and says, the royal penis is clean. <laughs> <laughs> it was something else. It was, man. It fucking was. <laughs> it was a show. then got heated. He's like, turn around, bitch, I'm over here. <laughs> 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 hey, Ry! you got... Hey, King Ry! you got... You got any more loyal subjects you want to throw under the table? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's good shit. Um, yeah, this is the kind of boxing podcast show I like doing. Yeah. When there's something
1: of substance to talk about. Now, once all these people start fighting, it's going to be even better. Yeah. People wonder what the negativity was. It's like you tried doing, you tried talking for an hour about something that is just frustrating. We wouldn't normally talk about the, those fights no.
0: anyways. No. We don't talk about the fights that kick off, you know, big major fight cards that start at 6:30 p.m. No. You know, like if those people, look, we cover the biggest fights, the biggest fighters and the biggest prospects in the game. If somebody is going to impact impact boxing in a in a in a in a huge way, the you know, the biggest stories. Like yes, there we can't talk about all the prospects because most of the prospects are going to be cannon fodder at some point. Yes. That's just the reality of the situation. If you're Virgil Ortiz, Duran Ennis, Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, you know, like, like these, this is the future of the sport. Yes. That's why these guys are commanding so much attention right now. Um, And we're on the precipice of, uh, you know, the first big super fight, in my opinion, anyways, is Lomachenko versus Lopez.
1: Yeah, um, that's a super fight. No matter what, I, I, dude. I, the the way that people talk about this fight, yeah, I, this fight is that fight. You wouldn't think would be very big. Lomachenko, you know, is a big name in the sport, but he's not exactly a huge draw. Mm-hmm. This he's fight, a good, he's a good draw. Yeah, this fight is going to be massive yeah. by the time it happens.
0: And we've had closed door conversations with their promoter. Okay, and it's not promotional speak that no, we get it's no. not you know it's 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 conversations of like how real deal this fight is yeah. and how much more than anything how much they want to get this fight
1: done oh, and another thing that's very telling is even the people behind the scenes making this fight they don't know who's going to win no they, they're not they're not they're not saying with any confidence who is going to win this fight
0: no i think that there's plans for both fighters Yep. you know Um, There's plans for both fighters. This ain't The Undertaker at WrestleMania. (laughs) No, it's not. You know? Nope. (laughs) Nope. All right. Well, Vin, um, we're just under an hour. That was a... uh, That was the most fun I've had doing a show in quite some time. Vin, I swear, man, this positivity, it must be that... It's a new day, brother. ...that freshly bleached butthole of yours. (laughs) (laughs) Once the burn goes away, it's just (sighs) pleasure for days. (laughs) Shh.
1: white chocolate baby
0: <laughs> that's right that's right all right let's get out of here uh we appreciate all of you tuning in to the 281st episode of the boxing rant podcast if you have not subscribed today subscribe anywhere you can get audio podcasts apple podcasts spotify anywhere go by our website boxingpod.com Noon and improved you can also see um, right there on the on the cover page, a picture of Vin and I interviewing Ryan Garcia. Yes. Uh, front and center. But also all of the links to um, the audio podcast are there. You can find links to the video podcast. Subscribe to the Boxing Rant YouTube channel. Follow us on social media, at The Boxing Rant. And follow Vin and I on Twitter, at Vince Cummings 81, and at Kenny Keith Jr. So until next week, we appreciate all of you tuning in to The Boxing Rant Podcast. But I'm the best ever My style is impetuous There's no one that can match me I'm the most brutal and vicious And most ruthless champion there's ever been My defense is impregnable Anybody can get it.